Hello there, you're listening to Talk Sport. Welcome to another edition of Fight of My Life with him, Spencer Oliver, and me, Russ Williams. And over the course of the next hour, we'll be speaking to a former boxer about the defining fight of their career, the build-up, the story behind it, the aftermath, and a lot more besides. And on this show, we're speaking to this man. When I found out I was fighting Jermaine Taylor, I was thinking to myself, I'm straight in now in deep water. Known as Bad Intentions, Jermaine Taylor. I was lying in bed and Rachel said to me, what's that noise? She said, I can hear a noise. And it was my heart beating inside my chest and making the sound of my breath murmur. I'm coming back to England, mom, and I'm keeping my title. Fight week, when you get over and you do the press conference, reality kicks in and you realise, I'm in a big fight. Fake it till you make it. If you don't believe in yourself and you're not confident, don't let anybody know. Frotz winked at Jermaine Taylor when he walked out. He is a confident man, Carl Frotz. I had to stop him. There was literally 20 seconds left on the clock. I hit Jermaine Taylor with 18 unanswered punches. I'm going back to England, Mom, and I'm keeping my title. Right then, Spence, before we hear from Carl, the Cobra, Frotch, what fight are we going to be talking about today? I think a few people might be surprised. And how do you sum up Frotch as a fighter? We're going to be talking about Carl Frotch defending his WBC super middleweight title against Jermaine Taylor. Now, this was an incredible fight. It was Cole Frotch's first defence. Did we see the best Alexander Usyk at heavyweight? I don't know. Mm. But um, on, on that performance, I can, I can say that none of, the, none of the top 15 heavyweights out there are, uh, are sweating Alexander Usyk at the moment, unfortunately. None, none of us are quaking. None of us are like, is that it? Everyone's like, okay, is that what all the hype was about? It is what it is. This is a heavyweight game. And heavyweights ain't like they were years ago. And Chisora is probably the smallest heavyweight out there. Mm. Being brutally honest, I think when he fights a big heavyweight, he can punch a bit. I think he'd be like a lamb to slaughter. My takeaway for, for what it's worth to you is that I thought you could feel Usyk Going through the first four rounds, you could feel him thinking, wow, I really am in here with a much heavier man. Um, yeah. Those three rounds, you could see it on his face. You could see it in his, in, his, in his body posture. But I know he's a slow starter and he likes to think his way into a fight. It's that Eastern European style that he and Lomachenko both do. Um, he had Derek Hurt in the seventh, I thought, you know, and, um, you know, probably should have tried to get him out of there. But I think... A lot had been taken out of his body by then. He's a great mover. I think he could survive against big heavyweights. Maybe. I don't think he's got the single explosive power that he needs to, to put the big heavyweights on the back foot. That's my view, you know? Yeah, listen, it's a uh, valid point. I just, I, uh, my, my opinion of it is, you know, it's the heavyweight division and not the cruiserweight division for a reason. Mm. But I understand, look, all cruiserweights who do well want to step up to heavyweight to get that big money. They all want a piece of the pie. But there's divisions for reasons. And, and me personally, I think if he steps up, I don't... After his last performance, I thought I obviously thought he was better than he was. 
because I, I highly rated Alexander Rusek as a master technician, as the cruiserweight. Mm. But that heavyweight, it's, uh, there was nothing to impress me, to be fair. So if we can go to that changing room. So it's my last fight, my 50-second fight, and I'm in the changing room having been stopped or the referee not allowing me to go on because my eye was closed. This, for me, is the perfect way to close my career in what happened during this particular time or moments. So what happened was I went back to the changing room. I promise you I had no idea that cameras were fixed in the room and that Sky Television was watching everything that was going on in the changing room. I promise. Fixed cameras. Okay. When I walk in to my changing room, there's a little boy. He must be about six or seven years old. And this little boy said, Chris, can I have an autograph? My response is the perfect way to finish my career. My response is one of the highlights of my career. It's what I probably am most proud of, my response to the little boy. So if you take into consideration the fact that the judges had me ahead on all scorecards, I asked the referee for one more round, wouldn't give it to me. If I felt that I was hard done by, I went to that changing room without knowing cameras were in that room watching a little boy who I would like to know who he is. I would like to find out who that little boy is. I'd like to meet that young man. How did he get access to coming straight after me and say, can I have your autograph? And my response proves everything that everyone has ever said about me which is in the negative or which is in a mocking way, it proves them wrong. Hey, you're listening to Fight Night on TalkSport. I'm Adam Catterall, Gareth A. Davies uh, alongside me. Uh, and of course, uh, we are welcoming uh, the main man, Dillian White, to the show. Before we do, before we welcome Dillian to the show, uh, Gareth, uh, I'm sure you are fully aware that this man has visited more countries uh, than Judith Chalmers recently. He's obviously up sticks from Portugal. He's now doing it in Spain. And I'm led to believe, actually, from our producer, Ed, he said that uh, Dillian wants to, come, uh, he wants to do the whole interview in Spanish. And obviously, you being a Spanish speaker, Gareth, and obviously me part sí. Spanish, we, sí, we, sí. We, we, should, we should be fine. So hopefully, uh, uh, Dillian's up to speed with everything sí, as, sí. He's, as a resident of Spain right now. Uh, so, uh, Dillian White, uh, hola, buenas noches. Bu buenas, buenas noches, Dillian, ¿cómo estás? Eh, sí, ese. Bueno. <laughs> Cierto. Sí, sí, todo es bueno. No, 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 quiero hacerlo en español, tío, por favor. Sí. Hablamos en español, no, por favor. No, no falo español, por favor. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're a good sport. Dillian, listen, man, welcome back to the show. It's been great. <laughs> <laughs> you thought we were going to do the whole thing then in Spanish, didn't you? Oh, man. Your it face. Like, I, wish I, I wish I could speak another language, man. I wish. Mate, mate, you're out there. Get in, get, get amongst it. You should, be, you should be learning the gringo, you know? It's in Spanish and, and Portuguese. And those languages Different. are hard to speak. They're very yeah. hard to speak, man. 
if you had a highlight to tell your grandchildren um, and your son is enormous already in his early 20s and I no doubt you'll tell us whether he's going to be a fighter or not. I know he's a brilliant wrestler already. Would you pick the victory over Anderson Silva on an incredible night? Crowd getting behind their home fighter here at the O2 Arena. John Gooden in commentary with Dan Hardy. An absolute honour to be calling this battle. Or would you pick winning the belt and then defending it and avenging defeat to Dan Henderson, one or the other, as your best moment to tell your grandchildren? And Well, first of all, one of the prou proudest things that I can say is that my son is a tremendous wrestler and he's actually flying to London or England, sorry, pardon me, been in America too long. Uh, he's flying <laughs> to England in August to uh, try out for the Commonwealth Games team. So hopefully he's going to be representing England at the Birmingham Commonwealth Games in 2022 oh, and then hopefully 2024 in France, he'll be on the Olympic team. And that will far by exceed anything of my own personal accomplishments um but to answer your question gareth i mean yeah beating anderson silva was great winning the belt was amazing but bringing the belt back to manchester fighting at ufc 204 the manchester evening news arena taking on dan henderson at a fight that was on at five o'clock in the morning yeah and i was terrified i i, I was so terrified i thought people aren't going to come and watch a fight at five o'clock in the morning but of course the people of the uk they never let me down 